What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a part-time content creator running Fix This, Build That, and my co-host John Malecki is a full-time furniture maker running metal and wood custom furniture. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode six. Today, John and I are going to talk about setting goals and how we both use it in our own ways. We're going to give you some tips and techniques, and it also should be pretty cool because uh, this will be an episode that John and I have not talked about. So, so let's get started. What's happening, John? Not much, man. I'm excited. I'm, I mean, um, we usually don't do a show that we've never talked about before, so this should be super raw and uh, pretty real. I think the listeners are going to really enjoy it because it'll be a little bit of discovery, and I think there's going to be some actual fact-finding here um, and learning for the both of us, so I'm pumped. I, I agree, man. I know we were texting about it a little bit, and uh, it was kind of funny because we definitely have different ways of going about it just from that little bit that we did text about, so this will be fun. Yeah, man. So what a- what I want to start off with, uh, last week we, we talked about Patreon and we launched that and man, we just, we had a, a great response in the first 24 hours. We had eight folks jump on board and support us. And we just wanted to give them a special shout out and thank you. And we will do this at the beginning of every show. We will recognize, uh, the new patrons. Uh, but for today, for the first round of patrons, we're going to also give some additional information about where they are from. So we just want to give a big shout out and thank you to Clint Martin, um, unfortunately, we didn't have Clint's website, uh, but Mike Shahada from Therapeutic Woodworks, Devin Richter from DBR Woodworks, Sean McHenry from DI Wyatt Custom Woodworks, Joshua Lance from Lulo Custom Woodshop, Keith Johnson from Keith Johnson Custom Woodwork, Kyle Harvell from Harve Made, and Tim Woodward from Woodward Builds. These guys have joined up over at patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And if you guys want to join the tribe over there, we would love to have you. There's some some great rewards and benefits you can read all about when you go over there. That's pretty killer, isn't it, John? Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see the the feedback and response we've got in such a short period of time. And we're we're so thankful and we're really looking forward to growing this tribe. And we're super excited for everyone that's jumped on board so quickly. Absolutely. And our main goal is to add value as always. So this is not, uh, you know, give us your money and you don't get anything back. We're, we're going to be providing some value over there for sure. Oh, yeah. So, John, what are you working on, man? Huh. Well, I'm finally wrapping up the reclaimed dining table from last week and uh, I'm starting on a little cart project for my dad. I've got a backed up slab of walnut that I ordered in December, finally getting to my shop, um, had a little issue with the drying at the kiln, but it's finally dry enough to use. Uh, so that'll be coming in. And then, uh, I got a bed build, a media console, all kinds of stuff going on. So it's going to be a, a crazy few weeks coming up for me. Yeah. Busy man. So how are you going to deal <laughs> that with that, with the, with the vlog? Are you just going to pick that or are you going to bounce in between them? Well, I mean, I'm going to just going to get things wrapped up as, as much as I can. Um, the vlog is going to start to really morph into what I actually do. And, and, and it started out um, as like more project based, but it's going to really get into how I actually function. And we talked about it in time management. I do balance a few projects at the same time. So you're going to start to see that more and more on the vlog where I'm going, you know, one project's in drying and I'm cutting up another one um, to make sure I'm efficiently using my time. So, uh, so yeah, I got a couple of those stacked in there on my, uh, on my schedule and it's uh it's just part of when you're running a business, man. You got a slab that's three months back ordered and a client waiting on it. You, <laughs> yeah. you jam that thing in there whenever it can get delivered. Yeah. And you just got to no. make sure you're getting stuff out the door. 
I like the idea of that on the vlog, though, because that'll give some folks some insight into, you know, what it really looks like to run run a small business like that and, and juggling all those things at once. Oh, yeah. Um, so what do you yeah, got going so on, man? I've been working on a closet storage hack. And, um, you know, and I'm trying to I, I know I was texting you trying to figure out the, the right title for YouTube. SEO is huge search <laughs> engine optimization. So not exactly sure exactly what I'm going to call it. But basically, it is some wooden crates that I have. Uh, put into the into a small closet to make it you know basically live a lot bigger than it is uh, because it's like one mm-hmm. of those under the stairwell closets you know so it's really narrow but it's deep and so I use some full extension drawer slides along with those wooden crates um, I posted some about the Instagram some teasers on there but I'm looking forward to having that out that should be out by the time this podcast drops uh, so go check that out on my YouTube channel if you've got a small closet or if you just want to check it out yeah it's like a cool project yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully so. And also, I talked about that collab, and I'll, I'll talk about more of that next week. But I had uh, Johnny Brook from Crafted Workshop over, as well as Grant Batson, who is an awesome local pipe maker. Um, and we did some really cool stuff. I'll get into more uh, next week because that project's still a, a couple weeks out. But it was that uh, bent lamination yeah. project. Yeah, Very nice. yeah, little little teaser. <laughs> awesome, man. So, um, you know, I think what we'll just start doing is talking about goal setting. I know we we talked about a little bit of the difference that we have, and I approach goal setting very differently than you do. And so it was kind of cool to hear just in, like you said, in your text that, you know, it sounded like you had some experience or maybe some bad experience of, of using goals. And so why don't you just jump off, man, and, and talk about what you've done in the past and what you're doing now? Um. Yeah, I mean, so goal setting for me, it's not something I'm really into, to be honest. I get a lot of questions about this, ironically, because I'm an athlete. People typically assume that I'm just like a, you know, shoot for the moon and a very goal driven and oriented person, which I am, but I don't have like the standard written down goal sheet. I'm not that type of a goal setter. Um, I like to think of myself in a Gary V term as more of like a counter puncher. And I, and I typically react um, in my life and in my, and in business, um, to what's happening in front of me. Um, I, 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 t- I used to set a lot of goals for myself back when I was playing sports and I mean, they worked out to a degree, but yep. you get to points in certain aspects of chasing goals that things are just essentially unattainable. And I, I'm not a fan of having something on my agenda that I, literally can't achieve. It's like, you know, wanted to be a mid round draft pick coming out of college. And I didn't do that. Well, having that goal was something that like, it's not, it's not a knock per se on you. And I started to look at goals more and more like they were things that essentially could be seen as failures. Now I'm a big proprietor of failure and that it can create a lot of great opportunity and you learn a ton from it. But I also don't like goal setting for that reason, too. Now, that's just my opinion, and I don't think that that's how, you know, everyone should do it. But from my experience in life, I look at things in more of the short term, and my goal setting is kind of like last week's talk, and it's it's more of a checklist. Like, my short-term goals are to get things done that I find um, attainable quickly, and then I'm not – I don't have the, you know – day, week, month, three months, six month, 12 month, 18, 24, five year. I don't, I'm not that kind of person. Cause I really do think that life will present opportunities. And if I set goals and chase them, that I may not find the right path or that the organic path life has chosen for me might not present its head because there's a lot of people who can set goals and then go and dominate them. Yeah. But 
I'm the kind of person that I, you know, I feel like that there might be something else out there for me. So that's my opinion on goal setting. And, and I know that that's kind of unique, but through my experience, it, it works for me. Um, and it doesn't mean that I don't have dreams and I don't have goals. It's just, I'm not the guy that writes them down and looks at them every right. three months. Right. And I don't have note cards and wall murals with, you know, <laughs> you know, with, but there's a lot of books that you read on and stuff that, ha- that, that, that suggests that. Talk about that. It, yeah. I think it works for a lot of people, just not me. And I, and I know actually that you're a lot different. So I, it's, it's very intriguing. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, well, I, I think it's interesting though. Uh, let me cut you off there. First, first of all, before I forget this, dude, like, I think we should have shirts, uh, proprietor of failure. Like that's, that would be a sweet shirt, man. You're like, I'm a did, proprietor of failure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, failure I, am, proprietor. I, I know. <laughs> I know. That's like, I, that's awesome. I've, um, <laughs> I've said it in, in interviews and in podcasts before. And I do look at, I'm a very black and white person. And looking at my NFL career as a failure, in my eyes, it was, you know, I didn't reach goals that I had. I wasn't a draft pick. I didn't start more than one game. You know, I wasn't, I'm not in the hall of fame. I'm not still playing. Those things are all losses. And, uh, so when I look at it, you know, it's easy for me to say it that way, but for other people, they're like, dude, are you kidding me? (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's that's like a dream. Yeah. Yeah. You are like, what you you were whipping Heinz Ward's butt in the showers, yeah. like with the, with your towel. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> so uh, for me to be able to, um, look at life in ways like that and, and apply what is a quote unquote failure, um, has really helped me, you know, with a lot of other aspects of who I am as a person. But, um, I try not to use that term as much because it does get a negative connotation Yeah. Uh, until you know me. And then you're like, the word failure for me is just a stepping stone to the next move. Um, right. But yeah, proprietor of failure. I got it written down. Proprietor of failure. Uh, we'll go what? Stickers, ball caps, t-shirts. That's, I'm a big fan of the tanks. E and the tank. The so, tank, for sure. We got to get a tank. Koozies, koozies too. <laughs> so what I really like about that, so two things, like just kind of bouncing on that failure topic for a minute. Um, one of the quotes also that I really love is is fail fast right and i think that's that's a recurring theme for us and not not to fail fast necessarily but is to just do it like get started uh because that was one of the learning lessons we talked about even early on in the instagram series was like uh i didn't start youtube because i was afraid of not having it perfect where what i should have done and i wish i have done and what i tell people to do or or give them my opinion and advice is to just start because, you know, fail fast and fail fast is basically, you know, what John is saying is that when you fail fast, that means that you're getting out there, you're doing it. You're not exactly sure how to do it, um, but you're giving it your best shot. You're giving it your all. You're putting everything into it. And when you fail, you've just learned something. And that's exactly what what John's getting at. And, And what I think is so cool, John, about that is that with a failure, what you what you've had it from failure is experience and learning and if you fail and haven't learned anything then then you know then that that is a, a failure if you failed and learned that's a life lesson man that's a life lesson it's a business lesson you come out better on the other side you pivot you don't make that mistake again um it opens up different opportunities um i i really like that idea of 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 taking failure. So, you know, that's, that's a great way to talk about these goals, right? We're going to talk about setting goals and John just laid it out great there that, you know, he's, he's more tactical, John. So I hear you saying that you're, you're, you know, you're tactical. You're like, Hey, look, I've got these orders that come in and you've talked about your sales funnel and you've talked about your inquiry sheet. And so like when those come in and you go, okay, like you just listed them off, man, you just lifted off like four or five projects you got, which are huge projects, which I know were, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, a worth of great work. And like, 
that's okay. I'm going to like finish this, right? So you've got a task and you've got a project and you're going to finish that. And that's your goal, like short term, boom, boom, and other stuff flows in. So it's, you know, more of an organic dynamic um, kind of thing, which, which I like. So on the other side, and I'll hit on this because I, I think that's really cool what you talked about. And, you know, just this discovery here talking between ourselves is that mm-hmm. one thing I see with people about goals and I've, so I've been in corporate America. So I have worked for, uh, two Fortune 50 companies, uh, my current companies, I don't know, Fortune 150 or something like that. Anyway, so big publicly owned corporate companies, hundreds of thousands of employees um, in all three of the companies. And so we have lots of training. So I've been to lots of corporate training. And one of the things that we get trained on is setting goals and those things. So I have it from more of a, I've gotten it from more of a business perspective, from a real world, um, you know, in the actual setting goals for my business unit or, you know, whatever I'm trying to achieve, um, whether that's profitability or, uh, you know, new to product introduction or whatever those things were in my life, uh, you know, in my engineering or process improvement job. So I do have a very different thing, but what I've found is the biggest thing, you know, another, you know, hitting some takeaways at the very beginning, like focus on what you can control because exactly what you said, right. I want to be, um, I want to be a, a, a draft pick, right? I want to be a first round draft pick. I want to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, that that's a great thing, but that that's like an aspiration, right? So that's not. Yeah, I think people get mixed up between goals and aspirations, and I think that's aspirational. Like, I, like that is something that I want to do. And uh, the problem is, is that when people set that so far out there, right? When you say, like, when you say Hall of Fame, like, I, I, do you know any of the stats on like? How many people like I, I've, I've heard all the stats, right? Like you're the best dude in your high school. You're probably not going to get into college. You're the best dude at your college. You, you know, you might not get into the NFL. You might not be a first round pick. Right. Right. As it goes down. Yeah. Like, what are the numbers for like somebody to get in the NFL Hall of Fame? Like, do you have any you well, know, what percentage less, of the population is that? Like it's I, th- I believe it's less. It's it's right around one percent or less than one percent of anyone who plays high school football gets into the NFL. Um, so obviously it's a very, very minute number. And the reason I had those goals to go back to what you said is I was very goal oriented on the aspect of what was attainable. You know, what was actually something that I could focus on and control. And that was small steps, get a full scholarship to college, yep, become a starter, you know, become first, first team, all conference, be, be a team captain. And, you know, then it was become a draft pick. Okay. I wasn't a draft pick. So let's cross that one off, you know, get a free agent, get on a roster. Okay. Made a roster on practice squad and then get activated. So those are all goals in my head, you know, but standing back and looking at it and go, Oh, I wanted to make the hall of fame. It's exactly what I made it sound to be something way up in the sky and super unattainable. And to not go back and do diligence to the process, you're a hundred percent correct is not the right way to do it. You can't just have a goal and stand here and go, I want to be a millionaire because (laughs) that is not going to happen unless you have the stepping stones to get up that mountain. So, I mean, you, you touched on it briefly. And if you think about my path and focus on what you can control, you know, what, what types of things coming from a, corporate trained goal setting standpoint are you talking about here? Cause I mean, I have never been in an office building. Yes. <laughs> I have never had a real job. So I, I it's, know none of it's this, not right? all that's cracked up to be John. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you know, that. I know, I, I know it looks so exciting, uh, you know, with, with all the cubes and um, yes, the cubes, you know, the, bu- the button, the button up shirts, the button up shirts. I, I had a yes. story. Yeah. I did a, I did a story on the MFP account for, uh, you know, my MFP way behind the scenes. I, I tagged it, <laughs> but yeah. So, so what it, exactly? It, it, so, 
I've been trained in that, and that's why I look at it differently. But you know, go, going back, so from the start, uh, is focus on what you can tr- control. The the interesting thing about something like that, like the NFL, um, you can't like right, you, like you're a big dude. Like, what are you six three? Yeah, I mean, dude, I was I was up there at like. You, I played at like three hundred five, three hundred pounds. There, yeah, dude, I saw. Yeah, I saw your throwback or whatever it was, where you had the big old <laughs> man. It's your face, dude. Holy cow! Yeah, you yeah. Were, yeah, you you were a, a full fat. beef patty there. Yeah, I was fat. But <laughs> but like whatever, right? That that uh, you at some point stopped growing and you hit six three, mm-hmm. and you know John Henderson, who was an awesome football player at the University of Tennessee, uh, stopped growing at like six eight or six nine. Yes. And so yeah. like that is your height is out of your control. Now, can you put yes. on muscle mass and all that? Yes, you can. But you cannot love control this. your physical stature. But uh, you and that's what I love. You know, one of the things that has re- really drew me to you, John, is like you, your drive. And just when I hear your story, because I look at you and I told you that like when we met in person, I was like, you're a lot smaller than I thought you were <laughs> going to yeah, be because it's like you're an offensive lineman in the NFL, but you're a small ish guy. I know, you know, you're not in playing weight, but from a height yeah. perspective. Right. But because you have the determination, but all that goes to say playing back is you are physically limited by certain things. One of those things for you is is height for the NFL. It was height. Um, one of those things. So let's pull it back in. OK, so what does that mean? Uh, one of those things for people uh, might be like where you're starting. So in your business, you might be limited by the tools you have. Okay. You might be limited by the skill set you have. That doesn't mean you can't set that because the nice thing about that, about when we talk about woodworking in business is everything in business is learnable and attainable, right? So it's not like you're trying to grow from six, three to six, eight. You're trying to say, Hey, I want to learn better business skills. Um, I want to invest in, in nice tooling so I can do projects faster, more efficient, safer, whatever those things are. So that's the cool thing. But when you're living in the moment, you have to set those goals that are attainable for you in the moment with what you have. Now, one of those goals should be if you want it to be like, that's the thing about you said, you know, we, we start talking a little bit about short term, midterm and long term goals is that your short term goals should be based upon what's attainable to you today. So those should be goals that are uh, I can look around in my shop and say, OK, I've got a pocket hole jig. Um, I've got a miter saw and I got a drill. Like, I'm not going to make a Chippendale dresser. <laughs> Just not going to happen. Like, I don't think so. So I shouldn't have a goal of making a Chippendale dresser in the next month. Um, now, could that be on my bucket list? Could that be on my two-year plan, my three-year plan, my five-year plan? And and so, I, you know, I'll pull it back, right? I don't have I don't have the murals either, John. I know that that's probably a great <laughs> picture in your head. Of some mural I have painted somewhere. <laughs> no, I just I know you're a calendar guy. We'll get into it. I, I am a calendar guy, um, but I, I, I also think in the, the short term. But so going back to to what I've the way when I think about a goal, what is a good goal? Um, there's a really great acronym that I think uh, ha, has really helped me when I think about goals, and it's to set smart goals. And smart doesn't mean that it's an intelligent goal. Smart's an acronym. S-M-A-R-T. So whenever you set a goal, you want to set it as specific, measurable, attainable, results-oriented, time-bound goal. And I'll walk through each one of those and why those are important. And so I'll give you a, I'll give you, um, a goal that so you might ask people, and I've heard people say this, and I've probably said it, right? I mean, and to level set on this whole thing with you guys and gals, to level set on this whole thing, like 
I am not an expert in this. And John, whenever John and I are talking about any of this stuff, we are not experts. We're sharing with you what we have. Oh, I don't yeah. execute on this, but uh, perfectly every time. But um, having a goal of, I want to be a better woodworker. A lot, I mean, how many times have you heard that? I want to be a better woodworker. Oh, you want to be better anything. I mean, I feel right. like that those, the, I don't like that goal. That's I, want to run, I want to run a successful business. Like I that, know. that those is very vague. And you hear them all the time, though. And, and that's it, and, it, and so it's different between conversational, right? If you're just talking, that's true. But um, I would never suggest to have somebody have that written down somewhere as their goal. It's too I want to be a better woodworker. Absolutely. So what does that mean? It's, it's all based on opinion. So goals like those, exactly. I feel, is what what's the definition of good? Dollar sign? Is it your quality of work? Exactly. Is it the amount of, amount of people you know following you on Instagram? Like. Those are not the type of goals that I would suggest. And this is also why I'm not a goal fan because they're so broad. But, but, um, <laughs> but here, dial, and this would be interesting to in. see. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking for you to do the homework because I've already got the homework in mind. And, I, and this is going to be cool because I think this will be new for you. But no. so going back to that, <laughs> going back to that smart goals. So a smart goal would be something more like. So if I said, hey, I want to build a Chippendale dresser. That, that's a little bit, that's, I, that's tighter, right? And so maybe I relate being able to build a Chippendale dresser as being uh, a good woodworker, but that is something specific. So then you say, okay, well, is it measurable, right? So the first thing, is it specific? Well, measurable. Well, yeah, it's measurable. I, did I build it or did I not? Um, now you might say, okay, f- you know, we'll talk about, again, short-term goals. So you, you want to have something in between here and there. So you're not just at zero or a hundred. Uh, is it attainable? That goes back to the very first conversation. Well, it, it depends. It depends upon uh, the next two is that, you know, the results oriented and the time bound is that depends upon when you're trying to say. So if I say I want to build it by next week, uh, yeah, that's not attainable. Uh, it's time bound, but not attainable. So all these things play into each other. And then, you know, results oriented, same thing, like what you said, um, you know, I want to be a good woodworker. What does that mean? Does that, are, are you measuring, how are you measuring success? And so you need a result. So it, that goes hand in hand with a measurable. So having a specific measurable, attainable results oriented time bound goal. So now you have something that you can look at and say, I want to build a Chippendale dresser by july of 2019 right and and then that's that's your main goal and then now you say okay but i've just got a pocket hole jig a miter saw and a drill so now you've got to set some other goals of how do i get there because i can't do it now so then maybe you make those steps along the way like i'm gonna get i'm gonna go take a class i'm gonna go you know so and those can each be their own goal yeah and i, and I think that these um what you're na- what you're nailing on right now is a lot of I guess we could call them skill-based goals because um, a lot of people don't actually think about stuff like this because they don't see the benefit of developing skills and setting setting goals for specific skill sets. Yeah, that was a tongue twister there. But <laughs> going back to my own personal experience and I mean driving from sports, this is it's something that we constantly preach on when you're training because you're not going to be able to get to a 450 pound bench unless you can do 315 first. Absolutely. So there's a, there's a means to get there. So looking at it as a skill set, and now granted that has literally nothing to do with anything. All it is is a number on a spreadsheet, but the fact that you set the goals for it and that'll become something that benefits your entire goal spectrum or your portfolio or whatever you're trying right. to do. 
those are things that people you should take into more consideration. So for your skill set, you should also be setting goals as well as for your business and for your personal life. Now, I like that you touched on skill first because I know for a fact they're subconscious for most of us. A lot of us don't look at what we're doing in the shop and going, I want to be able to do hand cut dovetails as good as Rob Cosman by the end of July 4th. <laughs> America's birthday and I'm going to make my mama a, a shoe box for Christmas. Like those type of right. goals, none of us really make because you just think the skills will develop over time. But you make a good point that if I don't put down on a sheet or tell myself that I want to be able to do, <laughs> I want to be able to walk the cup with my TIG welder by the end of the year, I'm never going to learn how to walk the cup. Now, a lot of you guys will know what that is, and I, I'll, you can Google it. I'll also put a link down below for what walking the cup is. But it's a very high-level TIG welding skill set. Same thing with building a Chippendale dresser, which I'll also have a link for in a picture because I had to Google it too for a lot of you. I don't know this. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is, make sure you're, when you're setting your goals, you're breaking them down into categories. Now, I know you have a couple notes here, Brad, and I'm obviously assuming that one of those categories is skills. Where else do you think that goal setting is pertinent or, or somewhere that you should have? Yeah. So, so just hitting on that, I think what's, what's interesting is it's all, so when you think about it in general, you have to think about, you know, your personal life, like you said, so you have a personal, you have, you have life goals and you know, that can be, Man, I mean, just it's it's endless. You can set goals for everything, right? Like I have goals, and, and these are not written down as as much as they probably should be. Um, but like at the beginning of the summer, when the summer started, my wife and I sat down with the kids, and we said, "Guys, what do you guys want to do by the end of the summer?" Because what we did the few years before is that we kind of went through the summer. We we had fun, and we just were like living in the moment. Um, then we got to the end, and we we're like oh man, we didn't go do X, Y, and Z. And so one of the goals that we set down was what are the things we want to do? So what's our little like summer bucket list? That's like a mini goal. So like even the mm -hmm. things in your life. So we said, you know, we want to we wanna do slip and slide. We want to camp out in the backyard. We want to roast marshmallows. We want to go berry picking. All these things that we wanted to do and we listed them out. And as we go through, right? So it's specific, it's measurable, it's attainable. Like it's all those things and it's time bound the end of the summer. So we can go. Now, you know, that's just more for Fun. So personal life goals, that's that's a great way. Uh, if you are if you're somebody who, you know, says like if, if you have a bucket list, that's that's a goal. Like that's a set of goals. That is, I want to do these things before I die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that that, you know, that's like the, the longest goal, like the time bound. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the ultimate time bound. The ultimate time bound. Before I die, you know, unfortunately we don't know what that time is. So I guess, you know, that's uh, that's an open end. But at the same time, You've got those things you want to do. So from life goals, from marriage, uh, so or relationships, right? Like I, I want to invest in my relationship with my wife and something that I do not do as well as I should. Neither of us do. And like we need to. We've been talking about it. Like we need to set goals. Like we want to go on a date night once a month. Like we if we don't set a goal or set time or use our calendar, like we will calendar that. Uh, because if you don't, it doesn't happen. So marriage finance is a huge one. The biggest thing I see, and I know, and a lot of folks, and I don't know if we talked about this. Are you a you're Dave Ramsey fan, right? Do we talk about uh, Dave Ramsey? No. Okay. So no, anyway, Dave, yeah. So Dave Ramsey, if you guys are not familiar, um, he's uh, big debt free. So he's all about living debt free, and he has these seven baby steps uh, from getting in debt to being debt free and and building wealth and all this other good stuff. Uh, 
I guess we'll leave a link to that too. We're going to have links all over the place. But um, but debt is a huge one. Finances and debt are a huge one. So do you want to buy a house? Like, right, John, you just bought a house. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I know that kind of popped up and whatever, but that was probably a goal for you. But I remember us talking when that was all going down and you're like, oh, geez, like you, yeah. the, the opportunity arose before you were ready for it. You pulled it off, right? Congrats oh, yeah. on that, by the way. Well, you pulled you, it off. You. <laughs> but that was that was before you were probably ready for it. But you but you jumped, which I think is perfect for your personality. You saw the opportunity and you jumped on it. Yeah. So that that's awesome. <laughs> it's it's where you wanted to be. And, you know, now you have a whole set of list of goals about fixing all the junk in your house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, w- one thing um, I, I think that you touched on briefly that I don't think you realize is um, a lot of us, and I know I personally don't take the time to set goals for their personal life. And it is very easy when you're running a business. So I I will tell all of you from my personal experience that the things you sacrifice when you want to be in business for yourself all fall back on you. So if you don't have set goals for things you want to do, they, they lapse. So for instance, you touched on date night once a month with your wife. These things are extremely important for your, 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 your monthly list of goals. So when we talked about last week, time management, sitting down and writing a list, a checklist of things to get done to manage time, your goal list should be very closely oriented for the month on what you want to do. And then it should be broken down into categories if you see where we're leaning to here. And yeah. I think our big three are skill, personal, and business. Now, in that personal section, that's going to be the first thing you're going to let lapse, at least from my experience. Yep. I'm a single man who just bought a house. I run a business. I'm doing this podcast with you now. I got a YouTube channel that I'm posting on three to five times a week. I mean, I got a lot of stuff going on. I still maintain my friends, but I make no time for a lot of things that I should. You know, I don't see my parents as often as I should. It makes me feel terrible. So recently I set a goal for myself, you know, go to your parents' house twice a month. You know, go see your grandmother once a month. And these are goals that I have in my personal life that I think are very important. Now, when you're a good husband like you are, and I know you carve out tons of time that you don't even realize you do, you know, maybe they're not as something, not as pertinent as something you have to write down. But for me specifically, you know, I have to put those things down on paper because I know I won't do them. You know, my mom will call me on Sunday. He's still coming over for dinner. Oh, you know, I got to get this blog. (laughs) I got to get this blog post up. But like, no, don't do it because the minute you stop, checking goals off of the list in the short term, that's when the long-term goal really, really, really starts to suffer. And I think that's something we should touch on as we get out of this short-term goal concept into, um, you know, the, the second phase goals or the, um, the next step kind of thing. Cause uh, a lot of people look at goals as just a massive spectrum of things to do. And I don't set the see Now you can see how complicated goal setting gets, but which is the reason I'm not a fan, but the, um, I look at, you know, the stuff with my family is more of like a, a checklist or a once a month task, but it's technically a goal. So next level things for me, you know, like my biggest dream and goal in life is to be a father. Well, there's a lot that goes into that. And and I'm not even anywhere close to being. There's a, there's a few key steps there, John. <laughs> and I get that. But if I'm not carving time out for my family already now at 29 running a business, when am I going to make time for a wife? <laughs> you know, when am I going to make time for kids at all? So you have to take the small steps first in order to get Absolutely. to that picture. And I realized that a year or so ago when I was really letting my social life suffer, especially with my family, and I really wasn't making any time for them. You know, my grandmother says I haven't seen you in six months and she lives eight minutes from me. You know, it's, it's, it falls on me. It makes me, 
you know, bad as a person. So those yeah, are the type yeah. of short term goals in the personal side of things that I think a lot of us let lapse that we definitely can focus on a little bit better to help us become better, you know, uh, that relationships and better husbands and wives and, and fathers and, and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, man. I, I, I love it. I love that you hit on that. And man, go see, go see grandma Malecki, man. Go, go give her a little she's, hug she's for a me. Don, she's a Donatelli, but yeah, I, I, okay. I pop, Oh, I that's even better, week. man. She, yeah, but she, she, she loves feeding me is the one thing. That's the reason I'm I was telling so you. I, I feel like I could get some wicked pasta over at grandma <laughs> oh, Donatelli's place. Brad, cannolis. She, Does she make a mean cannoli? Meanest. Her own ricotta. She makes her own cheese. Oh, <laughs> it's insane. It's That's insane, fantastic. but but before we get too deep in cheese conversation, I really I, I want to hear. See, this is what intrigues me most about you. You touched on it earlier, how you uh, how, how you respect my drive and the, and the untangible things that I always focus on. For me, one thing that goes on to you as as we gloat and boost each other up is I know for a fact that your goal setting is so specific that you, in your very calculated ways, can almost predict when you think things will happen because of the way you structure your life. Um, One specifically is Instagram. Well, just that's something where we've always talked about two years ago or so when we started chatting, your goals were so specific that I was like baffled. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm going to hit 50,000 by December and I'll be at a hundred thousand by X date and like blah, blah, blah. And what I think, and I would love, I want to hear you touch on like why you set those goals so specifically and why, uh, you think that putting stuff like that down on paper and having specific targets to get there are so beneficial, especially when it comes to the business side of, of what we're doing uh, here. Absolutely. So great question because I, I do that, right? And we've talked about that. Everybody by now knows that um, I'm a big fat data nerd and I love numbers and I would never put that on paper. It's in Excel, Calibri. And I think somebody, you know, somebody corrected me. It's Calibri 11, not 12. So, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Color coded, you know, uh, conditional formatting, all that good stuff. So when you look at it, um, the reason I do it, so and I do it because one, because I do love numbers. I mean, that's what I've been training for 17 years, plus my undergrad, plus my master's in analytics and business and, you know, engineering, profitability, all that good stuff. So that just comes natural to me. So that's, you know, part of the main reason I do that. But the reason I do it specifically for the business is... um, for one, and, and I talked about it, uh, I was actually on uh, the Green Woodworker podcast with Donnie Carter. Awesome dude. Go check out his podcast if you're not listening to it. Um, and, and we were talking about that a bit. And he was talking about, you know, why do you set goals or what are your goals? And and that was kind of interesting because one of the things I do with numbers is that I, like you, you know, talking about the beginning, I've always been extremely goal oriented in the sense of I've been very achievement oriented, always been extremely mm-hmm. achievement oriented. So I yeah. always in school, wanted the good grades, you know, like trying to get the, uh, so it was mainly, that's how I measured myself and my success. And the, you know, there's a whole thing of self-worth and all that good stuff. And so that's good. Some of it's bad. Um, but I love driving for achievements through boy scouts, right? I'm an Eagle scout, super proud of that. That was like a goal I set that I wanted to do. I just <laughs> like achieving things that other people don't put the time in to achieve. Um, and so as part of that, it's, it's numbers, right? Okay. It's like, this is a tangible thing. That's why I love this. One of the things I love about this whole thing is that it's so specific. It's so measurable, right? I talked about specific, measurable, attainable results oriented and time bound. Like those numbers, 
you, they're numbers. They don't lie. As you say that, like numbers don't lie. That's a thing we always talk about in the business. Like whatever the numbers are, that's what they are. Like you can't get around that. It's, it's quantitative. It's quantitative. How much money you made last week is quantitative. How many subscribers you have is quantitative. Now, you know, there's all the kinds of things. So you, we can get into, you know, is it, do you control that? But it's something that I can tangibly see every day. Um, and then when I look at it, I know that tied to numbers, tied to YouTube subscribers, tied to Instagram subscribers, um, comes growth of my business as a content creator. Because mm-hmm. the more I have, the more eyeballs I have on my products, the more planned sales. So it's a sales funnel. I mean, like we've been talking, right? Like that is my sales funnel. My sales funnel is my audience. And the larger my audience is, the more people I have at the mouth of that sales funnel coming in. And I know at the bottom is going to drop out the other end, the money that comes into my family's pocket, right? So, so that's why I am so um, dedicated on that. Uh, and then, you know, the other side of it is that I like looking at the patterns. I like yeah. looking at the patterns and you talked about, you know, well, why do I do it? Why do I measure it so frequently? Um, I think one thing is, and we, we've kind of talked about it and let's talk about it now more in depth is like those in-between goals. And so if I had a goal back then of saying, I want to get to 50,000 followers, I knew how many followers I was getting every day. I knew how many fall on average, right? And of course, yeah. Yeah, av- average, median, mean, all those good things. Median, mean, median, um, mean, right? <laughs> there you go. Look at hey, you, I man. Remember, I like it. I, I kind of remember high school. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so uh, you know, and, and, and a better view for me is weekly because you get a little bit of the variability out. But anyway, I can look and I can say, okay, to get to 50,000 by June, I need to pick up 100 followers a day for the next six months or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can look and see how I'm doing. And the thing about it is, is that if I all of a sudden look and, and oh, wow, I'm only picking up 50 a day. Then I go back and back to the analytics and, and we'll talk more about analytics in, a, in an upcoming episode. But then what I can do is go, okay, what did I change? Have I changed my content? You know, there's some things in my control, which is how frequent I post, like the whole Instagram thing we talked about. Consistency, quality content? Am I interacting with the community? Um, you can't control the algorithm, all that good stuff. But am I, ha, have I slacked? Have I backed off? Right? So like you do that too, right? When you look at the numbers, you can look at it. And when the numbers dip, what do you do? Like when, when you see the numbers dip, what, where do you look? Well, I think you have, yeah, you have to be able to subjectively look at what you're doing and why things are happening a certain way. And what I, when I think you're getting at is that by you setting short, long and medium, short, medium and long term goals on your social platforms, what you do is actually analyze w- what results are coming from your actions. Um, so I know for a fact that we've per- previously spoken about your post frequency on Instagram, per se, and the results you got from it. So let's um like like I said, when I when I get bad results, I go back and I know like, oh, I didn't post Sunday. Why? Well, you know, I woke up late and ran to my, you know, mom's house and then I was out and doing this. I took a nap, you know, I watched billions, <laughs> like whatever it might be. But regardless, it's on me. It always falls back on me. One thing I know is you're you're super consistent with that. But not to get off topic here. So some of these goal oriented things come just, I think they just come secondhand to you, man. Cause I've, uh, we've spoken and you've been like, yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to hit a hundred thousand. I'm going to hit 150. I'm going to hit 200. I'm going to do 25 on YouTube. And I'm just like, I watch you just pound these goals in the face. And I'm like, 
oh my God, how is he doing it? So one thing for a lot of you guys that you got to understand is how meticulous Brad is with his analytics. Now, um, let's take a step backwards and kind of show an example here. Cause I remember you told me when we were, when I, we were just became friends and stuff and I was just getting started on Instagram was to set myself a short term goal. So yeah. I asked you initially, you know, how do you approach sponsors and blah, blah, blah per se. And your response to me was, well, let's actually learn to build a following first. So why don't you set yourself a goal for a number before you reach out to anybody? And we'll go from there. So for me, I did that exactly. You know, I think it was 10,000 or 5,000 or something like that. And I knew that I had to do X every single day in order to get there. How beneficial do you think it is for, let's say specifically social followings or objectives on social for people to set those short-term goals before they start actually trying to go sell or before they actually start trying to go right. and inquire about, um, you know, outside let's, we'll use sponsorships for an ex- example for things like that. Because I, I think a lot of people, um, want that to just fall into their lap and don't understand the, um, that these brands or whomever actually can go and look at your consistency and how much you're actually trying to achieve a goal and you didn't just get a lucky spike kind of thing. Right. And, and so, you know, perfect question because, uh, we get that all the time, right? We, we absolutely get asked that, like, how should, yeah. how do I approach sponsors and when should I do it? Uh, and to your point, we talked about social blade and we talked about these places. Guess what? Uh, sponsors have way better tools than social blade. Like they, they, they know your numbers. Uh, if they want to like, you can't fool them. Like I say, numbers don't lie. They, they can go do. look. And, and when you go, yo, I, I, I want the new domino and you know, the domino triple XL, it, it can cut timber frame just one swipe and <laughs> they go and look and you've got 52 followers on Instagram and you're like, you know, talking them up. They're like, well, if we're trying to get visibility on Instagram, probably not going to be you. So I think it is hugely important from, so let's just talk sponsorship and let's talk content creator or, or, you know, whatever, like you're a builder and this is going to be an awesome conversation we'll have later as well is that the product and the sponsorship together and how those work in combination um, because sponsorship goes across, you know, you don't have to be a content creator for sure. So no, you when you get that, yeah, you, you need to have something and, and what that number is, um, you know, you said we talked about five ten. I think also what the thing is, is like that number's growing as the community grows because everybody's kind of getting bitter, bigger. So 5,000, you know, isn't what five, it's like inflation, right? <laughs> it's like, mm. I like that, man. It's like social inflation. Yes. Yeah, co- coin that term, social inflation. Put it right? on your headband. So, uh, <laughs> Put it on so your Yeah. When, uh, you know, the day I hit a hundred thousand on YouTube, it's not going to be as great as the day that, you know, that Jay Bates or Mark Spagnuolo hit a hundred thousand on YouTube. Like it's, it's easier to obtain now because there's more eyeballs, there's huger audience. So it's all percentage and relative, but yes, they have to set goals. Uh, You don't have to set goals, but I would suggest setting the goals to say that you know, I want to get to a certain number before I approach people or before I, I can go start selling myself. Cause we also talked about this, John, and we're going to, we're going to talk about this again. I mean, man, guys, we just, we have so much content. We are so excited. Like I feel like every episode we're like, Oh God, we're going to get, we're going to get into that. But we have so much <laughs> content that we're going to talk about. Uh, but one of those things that, that we talked about is like, okay, how do you sell yourself and, and how, you know, are you selling one platform or multiple platforms? So are you telling them I've got 5,000 on Instagram? Oh yeah. By the way, I've got 10,000 on YouTube. My Facebook page has 7,500 like all these things. And, and, you know, again, um, so l- let me just stop for a second. 
Yeah, you're fired up. <laughs> I, I am, man. I'm, I'm, breath, I'm talking so fast. <laughs> it's hot down there in Tennessee. Uh, it is hot. Uh, is that, first of all, um, if you, if, if everything I've said so far, if you were like, OMG, like this dude is on crack, um, you know, go super small, start slow, yes. don't do daily goals, you know, do a monthly goal, say, I, I want to do this. Um, I, I think, you know, the more finite that you can measure it, the better, because the faster you can pivot and react. Um, but if that's too much for you, don't worry about it back off. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm settled down. I'm so, settled down. So, <laughs> so, so I, I was think trying that, to tease out go ahead, of you. Go ahead. Exa- I was exactly excited, that. You know, I think, um, I think what, what we're trying to lead to here is that there's nothing wrong with making a goal of a thousand followers and then looking at the situation and going, I want to post once a day or I want to post three times a week and then starting there. So you have to look at these goals and be able to break them down. And I think that that's where I was trying to get you to go. Um, because I know you do that. You just don't, it's subconscious cause you're so, so good at it. But if you're not taking the time to break things down in your goal setting, you're not going to be able to actually climb that mountain. And, you know, I said something last week about eating an elephant. It's one bite at a time. And, you know, the goal might be the whole thing, but you do have to do diligence to the process. I had a coach in college and I mean, this is a huge life quote of mine is love the process. And if you don't love the process, those goals are going to be very hard to come by. So, um, so, you know, kind of what we're getting at here is with those short term goals, they have to be things that are easily attainable. And by easily, I mean that your effort is essentially what is going to make those goals happen. No outside yes. influence, no circumstance, time. Those things are not are not aspects of what's going to make these goals happen. So, for instance, we'll go back to social because it's an easy example. But posting once a day, if that is a goal of yours, that falls back on you. And you can't blame, you know, <laughs> where the sun was in the sky and the lighting in your room when you were taking your photographs right. because – there's tools for that or like those are the things that you should not be making excuses for in my opinion is those small task daily goals. The medium sized goals say um, doing something a little larger on that scale as in, you know, we'll stick with social stuff doing one Instagram live a month. We'll go with something like that. Right. That's, well, I'm, I'm, I'll go different with that, John, because also something that falls back on you and, and I'll let it, it is, continue, but you see where I'm going here with a small. Yeah, no, I like that. And let's, let's change that because I think that that's also a step, but let's, let's change the medium is, is something that is a little bit out of your control, but you need to build up to it to get there. Right. So if you had like your medium goal is like, you want to get, uh, a free product from one sponsor. Like you want to get somebody to send you free product, which is very attainable out there. Like we see it all the time. Yeah. Um, is that, you, there are things to get there and exactly like what you said. So if, if you want to get to that goal, well, what are the things you need to do? The things that support that goal are having a following of X, right? Or having engagement of Y, right? So you're posting every day, but also you might say, well, I want to go and I want to make sure that um, I like and or comment on this account's posts whatever that is, every post they do, I'm going to like and comment, you know, maybe that's too much. Maybe say, I want to like and comment on one of their posts at least once a week. So it's the supportive, you take something that is slightly out of your control and you set yourself up to succeed there. Like the number of followers you get is slightly out of your control. 
like we talked about, because of the algorithm, they could crush oh, you. They do it all the time. It's completely out of your control. You're just it, you're just an animal and able to just, just dominate. It's, no, no, and I go, that, yes, I go down point. too. You sh- should not measure the metrics of things that you can't control, aka you don't you could put the best piece of content you possibly have out there and you don't know how many followers you're gonna get. But the goal should be to post, to hashtag well, to do your research, to title it, to ask questions, to engage, to do all those things that you're capable of doing for the short term in order to achieve that medium sized goal. So for the free product concept, I think you 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 touched on it well was you have to be doing the you know, you have to be in the process. You have to be doing those short-term goals so often that they're actually secondary to you. So creating conversation with that brand or talking about that brand or using that brand in your stuff, thats those are things that are going to get the, their attention. So when you're writing down your goal as in free product from X company, your short-term goals should lead into you know, post once a week about this company, engage with them three times a week, you know, use their products in one of my, uh, one of my videos and, you know, talk about them in a story. Those are five good goals that could lead into that medium sized goal and help you build to those types of things. They're also all controllable and attainable. And I think that they fit into your smart plan, um, as they, well, yeah, because they do. They're, and, and they're real and things that you can do that are not something someone else can take from you. Right. But that medium term, right? We, we talked about it. That medium term is still out of your control because if you talk to brand X and they have no budget, they're not sending it to you. Like if their VP of marketing said, we are done sending out samples, no matter how many times you post and shout them out and comment, they ain't going to send it to you because that's True. out of your control. So I think the other part of that is also like thinking about it is, is not being super laser focused. Like for that, like if it was if that's something that you want to do to grow just so you can can understand sponsorships and do that, do that across multiple sponsors, right? Oh, so yeah. now you're increasing your odds. And instead of saying, I want brand X's stuff, I want to have a brand send me something free that I can highlight on my channel, whatever. Uh, and now I'm going to engage with these five brands. Now your odds of success just went up, right? So you also want to set yourself up for success in the sense of if you put all your eggs in one basket... Uh, and then you fail, then what happens? You're like, man, this stinks. Like I just failed and this sucks and I'm not doing this anymore. Yes. And I'm th- so I think that is your next stage goal. So your medium goal would be engage one sponsor. I think the next level to that medium, no, a little bit, <laughs> sh- lar- a little, a larger goal. Um, but this is why you're talking to the wrong guy here. I'm, I'm trying to just, uh, I'm trying to put this on paper, but the next step goal would be to engage with five sponsors or five brands that you want the attention of. And this goes back to our sell. This is, this is selling, you know, in a roundabout way, but, um, that goal, you know, you're trying to get that 1% sold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You have to go wide. So the goals need to be things that see, I'm, I think differently than you. So like, I'm not, no, (laughs) I'm, I'm doing things that I can control <laughs> that I know that nobody else can take from me. So like right. whether it's the time of day I wake up, like that's a goal of mine. Get out of bed. You know, like those are right. things that I know I can do because when I start putting things on my goal sheet that I can't control, like say I say I want a, a free a free box of screws from Craig and they don't send it to me. That's because Craig didn't want to send it. I could have still done everything I thought in my power to get it, but you know, that's out of my control. I don't that's my brain just doesn't like that way of functioning. Now, granted, 
it's not a bad goal to have because what it does is it makes you reflect on the failure, figure out what you could have done better, and then reapproach that situation. So I'm not saying don't completely you know, throw this out of the water, but I just think differently. So it's, it's interesting to see how you think. So we've touched on short. We've touched on a medium. Give me a large or a, a big goal that you think fits into the structure of the smart, something that, you know, maybe you've done in the past and you, you've attained and you know that your process has gotten you there. Yeah. Um, a perfect one. Going back to the finances, uh, we had a, and, and I could just go to the personal side because I think this also has tons of application on business mm-hmm. is we wanted to be debt free. And so we set a goal. We said, we want to be debt free, uh, before we turn 40. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this, it was specific, it was measurable, it was attainable. Uh, and we decided to change the way we're doing right so then so that was the long-term goal we wanted to be debt-free and then so we said okay so what does that look like and the great thing about finances is that it is so completely in your control um as far as you know obviously the income piece we we, that's a whole different conversation but the money you put in your hand is the money you can put out and you could you can model that out finite forever right so i could say hey if i'm six thousand dollars in debt and I want to be out of debt in five years, and let's just say, let's just forget the interest to make this easy. Then every month, if I pay a hundred bucks over 60 months, that's going to get me to 6,000 bucks. Like that is super attainable. It is super easy to, to look at it and go, okay, that's what I'm going to do now month to month. So that's the long-term goal. And that's where you think you should be going. But getting back to like what we talked about, okay, if you see something failing, if you hit a month, you're, you're 10 months in, you know, you've got a, a, a thousand bucks down. You're like, this is great. It's working great. And then that next month, uh, a commission doesn't come in, you know, you get laid off, whatever happens and you can't pay it. Then that's that whole pivot point. So that gets back into the medium and what things do I control? And so to your point, like, you know, you would go like beat the streets and go find more work and, and generate money. Um, yes. But you can pivot and, and react to it. So that was one. I, I think finances are a great way, uh, a great area for goal setting, just because it is so measurable. You can you can look at how much am I paying in interest on these loans, on these credit cards, on this car, on this house, on whatever. And there's tons of great spreadsheets out there um, that will show that to you. And if you pay off your car early, like you, you save like five grand in interest. And it's just like, you can look at that and go, oh, wow, if I can apply that money faster, yes, I will save this many dollars. And those are the, uh, and I think that large scale goal is something that you can take in steps exactly like you said. If you want to pay off your car and you want to pay off the interest faster, you know, and you need an extra $25 a month, we'll break that down into a week and don't go to Chipotle three times a week and spend $8. You just save that extra $25, but that came down to a daily goal on what choices you're making, which are, you know, they all stack up and, and, and build up to the bigger picture, which is how I believe anyone that's looking at goals, even though I'm not really into it, you have to be looking at them all at once. You can't be looking at them as, you know, oh, I don't have to worry about that till August or I don't have to worry about that till July yeah. because the minute you let that day slide, that's when that day stacks to two, the two stacks to five, five becomes 10, you lose a month, you lose two, and now you're spiraling and you don't understand why. And I think that that goes into the um, the failures and the wins in business um, because they all come down to the, I'm, I'm a firm believer in, in the short and the small stuff. 
uh, because a lot of people will easily let that go. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a victim of it and I'm a culprit. I know when I'm, <laughs> I said to Brad before this podcast, I hate Instagram and he knows exactly <laughs> why. And it's because I posted something that I thought was really qualitative and it was a great photo and it was well shot. Everything was done properly. Hashtagging was good. Everything was on it. Engagement's awesome. And it's just getting pummeled. And I don't understand why. And I, before he even answered, I was like, well, it'll just stop because I know that I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't post Sunday. I didn't post Saturday. I was busy this weekend. And you know, those things add up and they, when you go back and Lulls look at why in. things, are, why things are happening, my long-term goal is, yeah, to grow my Instagram platform. But what didn't I do those couple of days? It was the short-term goals. And those are what's affecting me in the long-term. So looking at everything you're doing in goal setting, you have to be able to take them all in that sense, you know, big picture, um, look at them all together. That's my opinion. By no means am I an expert and you don't have to <laughs> do them that way. That's how I look at them. And I think if you can stack small wins, they build up to big ones. And that's where you can really start crushing your middle and high end goals. Um, and I've watching you over the years, you know, I know that's I mean, you love the process, nail the process, you know, just dive in. And those are the type of things that will bring you W's. Well, that's the beauty of it. And I think you, you're, you're more oriented in that than you think. Like your life motto is exactly what you just said. Keep yes. chopping wood. And you talked about that because guess what? If you're chopping wood in the summertime, uh, well, you're like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to go, you know, have a Bud Light and go chill out. That when that winter day rolls around and you've not done it, you're going to yep. get bit in the butt. So I think it's the same thing. You know, that would be your short-term goal. Like I'm just going to keep chopping wood every day because I know that's going to lead up to the long-term of, you know, I'm going to have enough or I'm going to be able to sell it or whatever. So, so absolutely, man. I, I think this has been an awesome conversation. Um, I think that, that we look at the long-term, the medium and the short-term goals that you can stack those, you know, as, as much as you want. And if you're just getting started out, you know, start with those short-term goals. So wh why don't we start banging them with some takeaways? We're coming up on the hour here, John. I like, am st I could go for two hours. I could go, like, <laughs> I know. I'm fired up. I'm, I'm going to be, apparently I need to be, a, I, I didn't realize I was this fired up about goals, but apparently I am. It's because you crush them and I don't think you realize that you actually do it. So um, a few takeaways from this episode that I think are, are really key is um, go back to Brad's points on the smart goal concept. I think that you touched on some, some really, really good insight there with make sure you're staying specific with your goals and doing things that are measurable and attainable as well as result oriented and time bound. There's a reason this all work together is because when you set goals that are in that type of spectrum, you can actually accomplish them. They're not, they're not just in the clouds. So, um, takeaway number one is when you're setting any goal, make sure that it has those five, what's five, right? Yeah. Five specific yep. measurables that are at, or at most of those measurables at least so that you're able to attain them. I think number two that came from both of us is give yourself goals that you can accomplish that don't have any effect from anybody else. When you're able to actually get small wins in your daily routine or in your weekly routine life, you know, those are those are things that affect you positively. They make you feel good. They're things that help you accomplish the bigger stuff um, that and, you know, you look at it in, in a spectrum of time. Hours are built on, you know, minutes, which are built on seconds. And if you break things down like that, uh, yeah. you're able to accomplish a lot more by looking at things in a small, small spectrum. So break down your goals into small attainable, um, 
accomplishments that you're able to check off, I would say on a daily basis. Um, and that's my second takeaway from it. Cause I, I really do think that a lot of people set very big goals and they don't get there because they don't uh, also give themselves the small build up goals and the medium sized goals right. that'll get them there. And, you know, that's something that even though I don't practice it, I know I do subconsciously on a daily. Um, and I just don't have that, you know, in five years, I want to be you know, president of the woodworkers association in Pittsburgh kind of thing. <laughs> you, could totally, you could totally do that, man. Totally yeah. do that. Uh, yeah. My, no, I, my, I love that, John. <laughs> I love that. And I love that. Um, so, so, do not think for a minute that I have a list of daily goals for all these things that are written down that I need to do this. I need to do it. Like it gets ingrained, just like John said. Yes. So I, I, I'm sure you've seen it coming. The homework <laughs> is going to be to set a smart goal, specific, measurable, attainable, results oriented and time bound. And um, what I'm going to say is I want you to set one for your personal and that's a whole, you know, self-care. We're going we're to talk about per, self-care, but whether it's your personal, whether it's your finance, whether it's with your friends, your significant other, your family, set something personal just because we want to talk about, you know, we want to make sure we're hitting both sides of that spectrum because it's important. Uh, and one for your business, for your woodworking, whether that's social, whether that's sales driven, whether that's just making, you want to make a certain thing. Um, and, and I'll say make it either a medium or long-term goal. Okay, make it something that then you can break down into those pieces. And oh, by the way, listen to episode five. Like you see a theme here. We're stacking this. Your daily goals should work into your time management. Your medium goals should work in when you look at your when you look at your calendar for the week. And John, as John sits down every Monday, when he looks at his calendar for the week, all those things that he's got set up for that week should be supporting those goals. That's another thing I, I didn't really talk about, but that is a great way to use it, to look at your calendar and look and be able to save time is to look at it and go, what am I doing that's not supporting what I want to get done, right? So that's also a good thing. So make sure that you're setting those goals, do something medium or long-term. Uh, and, and man, I, I'm excited, John. Like I want to hear what folks' goals are. So hopefully um, people will be uh, willing to share and I'm sure we'll have some great Instagram posts about it. Uh, but that's, that's your homework, man. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure you're sharing those with us. Cause, cause I'm, I'm interested to see how many of you are, are all goal oriented that, um, physically write down your goals and like to check them off of a list. Um, I know I'm a little bit different and I, I'm, I'm curious to see how many of you are actually having success there. So make sure you let us know either jot us an email or hit us up on Instagram and, uh, and let, and let us know what your smart goals are for your homework. Absolutely, man. Fun, fun conversation. We are actually going to go into our first after show. So we talked about it at the beginning. We talked about it last episode for our uh, Patreon, so our patron supporters. We're calling them the MFP tribe. We are actually going to be answering a question that came in. So um, if you're interested in, in getting a little bit more content, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit and get access to all the, the bonus content that we're going to be putting out there. So great episode man we'll talk to you guys later yep see you on the next one guys so thank you guys for checking out the show if you'd like any more information you can head over to madeforprofit.com we'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for there you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content if you're digging the show we'd love to get a five-star review over on itunes and we would greatly appreciate that if you have any other questions or suggestions you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com we'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions you can hit us up on instagram at madeforprofit where we will be 
answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.